Hello, this is the uh, Strategy of Fitness podcast. My name is Dan Gorin. I'll be your host along with Nick Cressy. First, a medical disclaimer. This podcast is not to be used as medical advice or medical education. If you're experiencing pain, discomfort, or any other physical or medical ailments, please consult a licensed medical doctor or physical therapist. So this is the Strategy of Fitness podcast and myself. Nick Cressy is joining me today and Robert Rowland will be joining us in future episodes. So this podcast is really diving into a passion of mine, which is physical health and fitness and well-being, and also some physical therapy tidbits, some prehab and rehab stuff as well. And I want to make it light, want to kind of keep it light and make it a little fun too. So Nick, if you want to kind of piggyback off that and talk about, you know, some things we want to get into. Yeah, of course. So, you know, Dan, uh, thanks for setting the stage. Nick Cressy, as, as Dan said. So we'll get into individual introductions in a couple minutes, but kind of what our vision is here. Like, so not to dive in deep with, with military or business jargon, but like your strategy is your overarching what, right? So the strategy of fitness, it's very broad. It's, it's intentionally broad, you know, inherent in each strategy are several tactics and that's kind of your how your, and, and, and your why's in, in, in some extent. So really what we're trying to do here is, you know, give the listener, give the audience some tactics to build a successful strategy and whatever that is, you know, we want to make this as, as open-ended, as fun as possible. I mean, this is for CrossFitters, it's for distance runners, it's for swimmers, it's, you know, for, for anything and really leveraging our experience and, and really leaning on your, you know, you and Rob's extensive uh, knowledge and experience in, in the physical therapy world, because people like me, you know, I don't think hear that enough in, in layman's terms. So really excited to jump in here and see what we can do. I like what you said there. And yeah, I think keeping it light, I think the me and you have both been bogged down by the physical therapy and the uh, CrossFit and fitness community. And these podcasts are just can be very dry. So try to nauseating. not, not nauseating. And, and, the, it, yeah. and, and you know, the other thing is like almost everything that we, that I listen to is like the top 1% talking to the top 1% and like the rest of the everyday person that doesn't have six hours to work out or 12 hours to sleep because they have a wife and kids and they like drinking beer on the weekends. Like <laughs> this should be, you know, guys and girls, you know, th- that are just everyday people learning, getting better and hopefully building a little community. Yeah. Blue collar workout podcast. How about that? Exactly. Jeez. You know, yeah, we're trying, we're trying to bring this to people here. <laughs> bring it to the people. It's an election year. All right. <laughs> All right, so we're going to introduce ourselves. My name is Daniel Gorin. I'm a physical therapist. I have a sports clinical specialty. My initial background, I started, interesting enough, went to high school with Nick in Milford High School in the mean, the mean dirty streets of Milford, Delaware. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so uh, that's where we grew up. That's how we got, kind of got to know each other. Uh, Nick's a good friend of the family and good friend of my brother's and probably been working out together since, you know, or at least hanging out together since we were in high school, right? Yeah, forever, man. Literally. So, and then, you know, kind of our past took us different ways. We've kind of landed back here. But my experience, I went to Gettysburg College, studied psychology and health and exercise science in undergrad. I spent a couple of years at the National Institutes of Health doing cognitive neuroscience research on primates. So I actually spent a few years doing that. Realized very quickly that a PhD in that research route was not for me at all. And I always kind of had physical therapy in the back of my mind. 
then decided to go into PT, went to University of Delaware for PT school, really, really fell in love with the movement aspect of things. And, you know, really just trying to give back because fitness has given me everything. You know, I was always the kid, you know, like in high school, definitely had too much weight on me, but very well coordinated, but just super mediocre in sports because, you know, I think I didn't take care of myself from a physical standpoint, didn't eat the right things, didn't, didn't work out enough, didn't run enough, just, just didn't really get it. And then once I got to college and I was kind of on my own, I really started to dive in that fitness world. You kind of fall in love with like, oh, you can take care of yourself by running a little bit or by playing more basketball, or by eating, you know, this meal or by, you know, taking this out of your diet. So I've just, you know, and that's given me more confidence and it's just improved every aspect of my life. So fitness has kind of given me everything. This is my, I guess my little way to maybe give something back. But I graduated from University of Delaware physical therapy program with doctor in physical therapy in 2012. Then went on to spend a few years in Baltimore working for a company there. Now I'm in New Jersey. One thing that you know I've been working on recently the past three years is passion about sports rehabilitation. And recently spent the past two or three years working on my sports clinical certification. And I just passed that test, which is a big achievement in my life. But yeah, I, I'm very passionate. I, you know, I treat been treating for the last seven years, seven plus years. I have a lot of experience. I'm not one of these people you'll see who has a huge media presence and then doesn't treat. I'm treating every bit of 40 hours a week and doing more. That's another element of this podcast. This is as real as it gets. You know, I, I work out five, six days a week, every single week. I don't think I've missed a workout since I was 18 years old. And, you know, I work a full-time job. I've gone through grad school. I got two kids. Like I said, if, you know, this is real good. And, and Rob and Nick, there's nobody that puts it in more than them. That's why I got them on this podcast because they, you know, as much as I put it in, they put it in twice as much. So like I said, there's no, there's no pretenses. This isn't social media experts or, you know, Instagram models. This is, you know, real fitness for re- real people. So I'm going to introduce Nick. He's always been a, you know, physically, I think him and his father, the big inspirations to me as people who just, I said that they're out in the garage lifting weights all day, every day. So I'll let him talk about his military service, but I think is he'll be humble about, but I'll say is rather extraordinary kind of the stuff that he went through to be part of his SWIC teams in the Navy and just a really awesome background. So Nick, if you want to kind of take it away, you know, your background and, and what you bring to the table. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, obviously your bona fide speak for themselves. That's awesome. And I, I think one of the coolest things is going to be able to bounce off like kind of my raw experience and knowledge from being in the gym since I was like six to <laughs> maybe some child labor laws were violated in your early gym experience. Exactly. But, you know, bouncing that off of some of the stuff that, that you've learned. So I think that's really cool. So again, thanks for the tee up. Yeah. So, you know, I, I was like kind of that, that, that kid in high school that really didn't give a damn about anything, you know, really rubbed my coaches the wrong way. And the whole time my dad's like, you're going to regret this. You're going to regret this. And I'm like, all right, old man, back off. <laughs> and you know and you know we had a nice little gym at home and I didn't listen and it's this and that so fast forward and I'm out of high school I'm in college and I don't have any more you know per, I'm not really playing any sports and I there's a void in my life and I'm like oh he was right and all my coaches are right damn it so you know I always took the gym pretty seriously but it was like very very much like you know lifting you know benching deadlift squat your your standard you know big three So, you know, I weave and wind my way through college, get my business degree. And next thing you know, it's like, what am I going to do? I was working at the Starboard at the time. So as you can imagine, down at Dewey Beach, that wasn't the most healthy (laughs) physical atmosphere I'd ever been in. But you got to keep the meat on the bones at the the Starboard. You got to handle the ruffians in Dewey Beach. Exactly. I was working, quote unquote, security, which there can't be a softer security detail in the entire East Coast. (laughs) 
<laughs> regardless. So, you know, I was sitting there and, and I'd always kind of been drawn to teams. And in, in, if that's baseball team, wrestling team, football team, whatever it was. And I, and I just got obsessed with, with special operations. And I was 24, 25, I graduated. And I have, a, I had a, you know, my wife now is my, my fiance at the time. And I was like, look, I, I got to try this. So being the contrarian that I am, everyone knows of the SEAL teams. I picked uh, something that's, that's known as the, the best kept secret in the military, the, the SWIC teams. So at this point in the, in the world, every single person's seen a, a SEAL promo video and they've probably seen the boats cutting across the water and unloading with massive guns. I was, I was on those teams. So uh, small dynamic boat teams. You know, it was, uh, it, was, uh, it was awesome because, you know, once you get through the training in Coronado, which is really just a beatdown for six to eight months, you get to your team and, and you have you know, strength coaches. Our strength coaches from Ohio State used to work with the football team. And, you know, you have legitimate physical therapists. And we really were taken care of well. And, and again, I was kind of that guy showing up to the gym, not really listening to a program or a routine, just kind of doing what I wanted to do. You know, a couple injuries later, you know, I, I, started, I started to kind of buy in. And, you know, Dan, I think we're going to get into kind of how we've both ended up in CrossFit. But, you know, it was, it was for me, really a, a, a passion of, of trying to push myself to, a, to an extreme limit. And as I was transitioning out of the military, I knew there'd be a void if I didn't fill it with something. I needed some type of competition. And it's not realistic, like you said. To, to always have competition as a 32, 33, 34-year-old guy, like how can you compete? You have to compete with yourself you know, unless you're running 5Ks, and I'm not doing that. So uh, <laughs> CrossFit has kind of filled that void, and you know, I've been doing it for four or five years now, and I'm absolutely consumed with it. And now that I have kids, you know, I have a six- and a three-year-old, and now that I see the the just the general state of the human population and how – typically unhealthy it is, it, this has become like an obsession of mine and it's getting to be a little bit more vocal and I hope to kind of leverage this podcast and I hope we do gain, you know, a base enough to talk about like, you know, health and fitness go hand in hand and it's, you know, so does longevity <laughs> in your life. So. Absolutely. You know, the, you know, stronger people, you know, there's a great quote out there. I think it's by Mark Ripitone, who was a famous, he, he wrote one of the old school lifting books from the seventies. And it's, you know, stronger people are generally more useful and harder to kill. And I think exactly. that that's kind of a good way to look at things. And, you know, you never meet somebody, you know, in their sixties or seventies, you know, that, you know, like, oh, that guy's too strong. Like there's always something that we can work on, especially as we get into each decade of life. And two, just trying to get like, I'm using that CrossFit model, you know, I've been doing it for a year, but I'll say that when my daughter Bailey was born, so this is where Rob gets into it. Rob is the other person we're going to have on the podcast. I was just like, you know what? I, I got to be there for my kids and be in good shape as they're growing up. So had Rob, you know, I was always kind of like, you know, always ran, always lifted, but nothing, you know, nothing too structured or serious. So Rob wrote out, started writing my programming for me. So he did that for about three years before I started CrossFit. So I think one of the reasons I've been able to progress you know, rather quickly across them, by no means great or good or anything. But one of the reasons I've been able to progress is due to Rob's kind of consistent programming. And then we have a um, great programming at our gym that I go to as well. And a physical therapist runs that and does that program. He's a friend of mine and does a terrific job with that. So kind of forgot where I was going with that. But the bottom line is that Rob definitely, he got the stage set for me for doing CrossFit. But then that CrossFit environment is kind of taking that next level. 
where I, I'm held accountable. I get to compete with people. You know, I know you do it in your garage. I'm at like more of a traditional uh, box, but either way, I think as long as you're doing it, there's plenty of information online to kind of compare yourself with the elite or people at your own level, which is always nice. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's kind of where we wanted to take this next anyway, is kind of giving a baseline of what we're doing. So like, what's, what's your week typically look like as far as workload, hours in the gym, just so people kind of know who they're dealing with here as far as our kind of levels? Yeah, for sure. So I go to, you know, I do like three traditional CrossFit class a week, like Monday morning, Wednesday morning, you know, and Friday morning, like I said, Dave writes all the programs. Maybe I'll throw a fourth a fourth day in there during the week if I can. And then Saturday and Sunday is usually my longer days where I'll work on the squat progression, me and you went over. So just really hammering home either volume squats or, you know, squats on the heavier side, front squats, back squats, because I think that's really probably my weakest area. So always trying to hammer on weaknesses. But like I said, I always like to double down, you know, double down your weakness and double down your strength. So then I'll hit up a run with a weighted vest or something, you know, that's because I, you know, one thing about me is I'm not the strongest person, but I have an engine, I have a motor, I can kind of go forever. So I'll do some long, steady state cardio. And I think the long, steady state cardio, you know, people have got so far away from it. I think it's such an important critical factor in progression at the gym. I think it's an important factor for injury healing and recovery. I just think it's like the lost, lost gem of the gym. And I go back to the pictures of like the 1970s, like Jim Palmer types, maybe the 60s. And those guys used to just run miles between starts. And look at the longevity that those pitchers had. Whereas now, I mean, I know the velocity's gotten faster as a myriad of other factors today. But when you look at the longevity that those older pitchers had, the Nolan Ryans of the world, the uh, Jim Palmers of the world, the Roger Clemens of the world, those guys were all runners. They just ran. And like, I think that long, steady, steady cardio improves your VO2 max. It improves oxygen consumption in the lungs. It improves oxygenation of the red blood cells. And eventually that works its way to the muscles and you have a, a better healing muscle. So I always try to do like a two, three mile run, maybe a four mile run. Like I did 25 minutes in the Versa Saturday and Sunday, try to keep that long steady state cardio up in addition to the squats and the lifting. And then, like I said, there's three or four, you know, kind of traditional wads and weightlifting during the week in the, the CrossFit thing. So that's pretty much my week. And that, breaks down. that long, that long steady state. I mean, that can be, that can be as simple as getting on an exercise bike and just getting it for 25, 30 minutes, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Anything just anything that's going to keep you at that. I think, you know, I think that's an important distinction to make because I think people get a little concerned. They're like, oh, I got to go run for 45 minutes or I got to go swim for an hour. And it's like, that's a misconception. It's daunting. It's daunting to do that. So yeah, you know, something's better than nothing. Honestly, I think that there's even some benefits to a 60 minute walk with your dog, you know, like as far as even in a, even in high level training, to be perfectly honest. And I mean, that's probably a little on the lower end of what you want to do, but it's better than nothing. And it definitely is going to help a different energy system. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, before I jump into mine, just like you said, you've been doing CrossFit for a year. I, I've been pretty close to that, to your building on your, you know, and in, in your achievements. What does that look like? I mean, I think a lot of people, and again, this isn't just a CrossFit work, or a CrossFit podcast. This is a, a fitness podcast, but there are so many hurdles and plateaus when you start something new. You always had a good base, but there's going to be people listening to this that are like, dude, I work out Three, time, three times a week, 20, 20 minutes a week. How can I possibly do that? Kind of talk about just, you know, having that bullheadedness to stick it through and, and kind of what it's done for your psyche and, and physically. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I have a, just having the PT background and just having friends and, you know, I have exactly. such good people around me yep. that it's almost like a cheat code. Like I kind of get away with stuff I probably shouldn't. 
<laughs> that, that being said, let, let me take it in from somebody who's, let's say, a novice to CrossFit or a novice to powerlifting or a novice to weightlifting. If you could just very, very simply go, you know, whatever class you're starting, whatever program you're starting, the first rule is just be consistent. doesn't matter. You could be the literal worst person in the gym every single day. And believe me, I've been there. But if you just start sticking it out and just start hammering and just don't stop, but also at that same token, when you're in that first six month period, don't do anything stupid. Like if you don't have good squat form, don't do weighted overhead squats. If you can't, if you don't know what a snatch is, don't do heavy snatches. If you have any sort of foundation program, like our gym has a, a CrossFit foundations program, that'd be a great place to start where it kind of teaches you the terminology, it teaches you the lingo, and you can really kind of get it going from there. But if you're if, if you're just going in there and you're like, I'm squat snatching today and it's day three at the gym, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be a recipe for disaster. So I think consistency, knowing your limits and, and just take the ego and just throw it right in the trash when you walk in the door, because it's not going to be easy and you're going to be bad at a lot of things. And I'm happy to be the worst person there on just about any given day. And sometimes I am, you know, and it's, that's fine. You know, it's, it's a learning experience. Exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. All right. I mean, as for myself, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty all over the place. So typically, I'll, I'll follow some, some some free online programming. I'm pretty CrossFit heavy, so it's either Comp Train, Invictus, Misfit. Sometimes I get workouts from you, Dan, and then other times, kind of like you said earlier, I'll hammer my weaknesses. There's my my garage gym's not kind of your classic garage gym. It's 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 pretty legit. I think I have. It's a great, it's a great garage setup. Uh, yeah, I think I have we gotta, we gotta, like 20 to 25, maybe 26 by four mats. And, you know, I have a rower, a, a biker, a ski erg, and a, an assault bike. Like I have, I have all the toys. I mean, literally this week we built a 16 foot rope climb in my backyard because <laughs> I'm on five acres. So I can pretty much do almost everything. And, and I try to, so I, I kind of go about it much differently than than most i think i'm not as structured and and really i i work from home so i need the physical exercise because like if i take a day off i'm kind of like i'm a little messed up (laughs) not messed up like literally in the head but like i'm just like kind of i'm kind of here i'm I'm static right so i just need to do something so you know there's built-in rest days on comp train on invictus on misfit and I'll, i'll just stagger the program so i'm at least working out once a day and then, you know, sometimes twice a day, sometimes I'll mix in, you know, a cardio in the morning and a strength in the afternoon. What's your cardio look like in the morning? You know, it, it depends. I, I leverage the hell out of that bike erg. And that's why I asked you about that long state cardio. Sometimes I'll, yeah, just yeah, do, yeah, yeah. I'll just do 20K on that. And, you know, it's about 40 minutes and 20,000 meters. And, you know, it's not really hard. But it's just your sweaty mess. And, you know, you can even throw in a podcast. I don't even listen to music when I'm doing it because it's almost relaxing. And, you know, I'll just I'll just go hit that or I'll do a long ski or a long row. And also, when I say cardio, I, I think of body weight as, as kind of a cardio pusher. You know, I, I tend to not go too crazy nowadays in the heavy weight, heavy cardio just because my percentages get kind of high up there and I found myself – my, my form kind of you know, deteriorating. So I try to really push the body weight that, you know, the burpees over the, the box or the burpees over the barbell or the toes, the to bar and the pull-ups, et cetera. So, and you know, another thing that's kind of interesting and, and again, we're, we're very 
CrossFit focus so far, but you know, I, I write my, I write my wife and my 58 year old mom workouts. They work out five times a week and you know, I just write them, you know, a 45 minute workout. It typically is a strength, an AMRAP or an EMOM, and then sometimes a Tabata and they do it five times a week. And it speaks to kind of what you said earlier, like don't force that square peg in a round hole. Like I don't program power cleans. I don't program squat cleans. I don't program snatches or anything like that. They're doing the basics and I'm kind of building their basics. So, you know, they're deadlifting, they're doing light squats, they're doing some cardio, they're doing thrusters, they're doing burpees and push-ups and sit-ups. But like, that's pretty much it. And they both like have been doing it for a year and their bodies look ridiculous. So, you know, you can kind of, as long as you know what you're doing or or you know someone who knows what they're doing, right? You can build that foundation and then you can find out what you love. You know, some people are just going to love long distance running. Some people are going to love throwing weights around. Yeah, I guess it comes down to to, the program is everything, you know, with the gym and people trying to dive into this stuff. It's like the programming is really like if you find a good gym that programs well, and there's been some, there's been some failures in our area, uh, gym wise, and and it comes down to programming. You know, if you have somebody who's not understanding that, you know, and and scaling things for people at different ages, different activity levels, then you're you're setting yourself up for a complete disaster. You know, people are gonna really really hurt themselves, and you know, obviously that's one of the reasons that CrossFit gets a bad name. But if you know me, you know I'm always on the run up early and home late. So having a three-hour morning routine isn't really in the cards for me. What is in the cards is AG1. It's a fast way to get vitamins and minerals I need to perform. I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted a single solution that helps support my entire body by filling in nutrient gaps and simplifying my morning routine. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've always felt strong and energized and ready to attack the day. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre- and probiotics, and more, it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's one scoop, mixed in water, once a day, and every day. I know that AG1 is giving my body high-quality nutrition. Every batch of AG1 goes through a rigorous testing process, so you know that it's safe. And AG1 ingredients are sourced for absorption, potency, and nutrition density. AG1 is a supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. Here is your chance to start every day this season with a gift to yourself. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash provengrit. That's drinkag1.com slash proven grit. Check it out. Yeah, I think it, it comes down to the programming. And, and you do, you, you know, I, I don't know if the, the, the listeners know, when you're talking heavy weights, like it makes sense because you do throw up some pretty, pretty heavy weights. So when you start to add like, like heavy cardio, like, you know, intense, intense cardio where you're huffing and puffing and then you throw a, you know, a heavy squat snatch on top of that, that's again, another recipe for disaster in my opinion. 
Yeah, it is. And it's unnecessary. And again, I think that's what we're going for with this. We're trying to target the person that's like a step below a competitive athlete because, you know, the psychopaths like Rich Froning and, and you know, <laughs> they'll talk about doing like a heavy grace, which is what 32, 30 clean and jerks at 225. And it's like, yeah. well, I did a heavy grace the other day at 185. And by the end of it, I was sucking wind and I'm a pretty, pretty good clean and jerker. And, yeah. you know, it, it it, there's really no point of throwing that extra 40 pounds on for an additional two and a half, three minutes of work that the last 10 reps are, you know, you're under it and your, your arms are shaking and you know, your, your stability has gone. So it's really unnecessary at our age and in our level. Yeah, for sure. So do you want to get into like, I know we've talked a little bit about it, but we wanted to go over some, some of the things that we did this week workout wise and anything that was good, bad, you know, the ugly, you know, but try to think of something you did this week. I think we, we, we've kind of discussed this a little bit and I have a, a couple ideas and kind of what you learned from it and, you know, what you, what you think you can grow out of it or maybe, you know, advice to our listeners about if they're in a counter workout like that, you know, what could they do prior to or during the workout that could really help them out with it? Yeah. I mean, I, I hit DT, which is like a, a classic staple CrossFit workout. And that's five rounds for time of uh, 155s on the barbell. And it's, it's 12 deadlifts, nine hang power cleans and six jerks. And, you know, my, my PR before this week was like 530, 535. And I came out and I was just feeling it. And I, I've been working on my barbell cycling and my hook grips a lot better now. I hit it at like 4.43, I think was my time. And I wasn't burnt up like I used to be. And I'm trying to think of like what I've been doing differently. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with, you're going to laugh, but because you, you've always said how important auxiliary and, you know, the, the secondary movements are. And, you know, hitting the, the GHD, the glute ham developer, and, and, you know, your hamstrings not blowing up and stuff like that. Like those little incremental changes because I'm not any stronger than I was a year ago or two years ago. So that workout is, it is an absolute gut check for anyone that does it or has done it. Even if you scale it, you know, even if you're a, a relatively new lifter, you go throw 95 pounds on there and, you know, you, you think about it and you're like 12, nine, six, five rounds. Okay. That's not that bad. I mean, funny enough, not, not to, to, bel- to belabor the point here, but my very first cross CrossFit workout ever, I was a, kind of a meathead in the Navy. And I had read about heavy DT, which was 205 at the same weight structure. And I was like, oh, these guys are getting paid to do this. And they did it in like eight minutes at the games. And I was like, that's not even that, like, I'd probably do it in like 12 or 15. Dude, I did it in 29 and I almost died. And like, it was to the point <laughs> where I was at like a public gym and people were looking at me, like <laughs> handing me a towel handing me a towel to wipe up after myself. So like, it's such a, you know, that workout has to be respected at a lightweight. It is as efficient as it gets for like a seven, eight minute workout. And have you ever done it? Yeah, I think I did it at, you know, I'm looking at modify here. I definitely have done it, but I think it was at 135. It was definitely at a modified weight. Yes. The, the one thing, and again, the thing that kills me a lot of CrossFit, and I think this is going to be pretty relatable for a lot of our listeners is the grip strength, man. Like I was not born with that meaty forearm. I got long skinny fingers, which are great for guitar, but they are not great for (laughs) gripping the bar. Like (laughs) I can do a hook grip, but like my 
general build is not meant to do a workout like DT. So it's it gets super grippy, I think. What do you think about the grip there? With that you know, I've, I've gotten decent with it with the hook grip, but, you know, I do the first 11 deadlifts of each round, like a standard deadlift. I don't go double overhand. Yeah. Then I'll drop it, shake out. I'll pick up that last deadlift with a hook grip, and then I'll go right into my nine hang power cleans. And really so much of the power cleans hitting your thighs at the right spot and using that momentum so you're not pulling up on your traps and your shoulders the whole time. It's right. really just, you know, getting that momentum and the timing. And then once you once you rack that ninth hang power clean, it's like get it over your head six times, however you have to. Yeah. But that's the beauty of that workout and the efficiency of it is like you could be a brand new lifter and go do it at 65 pounds and you're going to be like, holy shit, I did a lot of work in like – Five yeah. or six minutes. Yeah. And then you add a couple pounds and then you do it again, you know, a couple weeks later. And it's such, it's almost like a mile, you know, you can, you can test yourself and it's standardized and you can kind of add to the, to the pain if you want, but it's not too much of a risk for a new lifter or a new. Crosser. Yeah. It's a great way to hone in your skills. I think I, I'm looking at my, my record here. I started CrossFit, I've been doing it a year, so last August, and I did this workout in December at 135 pounds. I got 16.03, and then again, March this year, and I got 12.39, so a little bit of improvement there. I think that I've hit a real, like March is when I started probably taking it a little bit more seriously. I'd be curious to get back on that and see if I can go sub 10 there, which I think should be a problem because... Like I said, I really like when March, uh, we signed up, we did a competition together this summer and we signed up for that competition. I was like, man, I got to get serious because I don't want to completely, completely embarrass you. So that was good for me to like get my, get my ass in gear and just kind of figure out my own weaknesses of which there are, like I said, endless. But yeah, DT, great workout, great for somebody who's new to the game that at least has some, I think you want some base, but yeah, I, I agree. I agree. It's ge- generally a safe workout. You know, if you know the movements, you know, it's just a really, really good gut check workout. Awesome job there. So yeah, that's, that's a great time. Like I said, your times are pretty, like, I think people would be surprised, you know, if they don't know too much about you, you put it in. Like I said, those times are going to be uh, pretty competitive with most people. Yeah, I don't do the open or anything very, very rarely anyway. So that, like, I've talked to people and they're like, well, I, I looked you up and I saw you didn't, I saw you at that comp I did with you. They're like, well, we looked your name up and we, we didn't see you on the open. I was like, dude, I haven't completed an open in like three or four years. I'm doing this more for, for myself than anything. So, yeah, which is the beauty of it. What about you? What are you hitting? What did you hit this week that, that rocked you? Oh, uh, this week. So I'm like in this wild zone of like, I, I'm not good enough for a lot of the competitor stuff, but I'm probably should bump it up from the RX stuff. RX, our, our gym does like scaled competitor and RX. All right, cool. I was going to say, explain kind of what that, what that is. Okay. Yeah. So, so if you go to a gym, a CrossFit gym, the scaled version is going to be a very, very toned, toned down version of the workout for, you know, somebody who's a beginner or somebody who's kind of new to the game or somebody kind of rehabbing from an injury. The RX version is kind of like your standard, like you should probably be hitting these weights if you're a consistent CrossFitter version. And then the competitor versions, if you're, you know, interested in doing competitions, it's kind of the highest level. So this is what I did today is CrossFit games, open wad from 14.2 and 15.2. So it's an AMRAP. So zero to three minutes, we're doing two rounds, 10 overhead squats, 10 chest to bar pull-ups from three minutes to six minutes, 12 overhead squats, 12 chest to bar pull-ups. And then you add two every round, you know, six to nine minutes, nine to 12 minutes. So it kind of progressively scales up. And I did the first 
So my overhead squats, because of my mobility, which is pretty solid, I'm pretty good on the overhead squats. Again, the grip just kills me with the chest bar. So I got 83 reps, which I almost completed the second round. I was five chest bar pull-ups off of the second round, and that would have really upped my score. So, you know, it's no, it's where I need to get better. It's it's pull-ups, it's grip strength, it's um, maybe getting the butterfly pull-ups now, which I've been working on the past couple of weeks. But yeah, if there's anything that, you know, that I can, you know, give any advice for CrossFit or any lifter, lifters, uh, grip strength is godliness. The more you do of it, the better you'll be. So farmer's carries, plate pinches, you know, any single thing you do, bar hangs, uh, isometric top pull-up holds, things like that, that are just really gas that grip strength is probably some of my favorite stuff because it gets to right where I write what kills me in most of these workouts, which is me dying on the bar and huffing and puffing. What, what was the overhead, overhead weights? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, 95 pounds. So, so, so the RX was 70, and then the chest of bars were reduced each round. So the RX starts out at 75, and then it you know goes from six reps in the first yeah. round chest of bar, then eight reps in the second round. So again, I'm, I'm always right on that line. If it was the RX, I probably could have had a really good score, but you know, I, I decided to go to the R, the competitor, and you know, I'm pretty confident with those movements. And I think it all goes back to what we said earlier. It's like I can push it if I'm confident with the movements, and I know that fatigue level is not going to hurt me. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt about it. And I mean, that's a nasty workout. I'm not even sure if I've ever done that one, but anything with overhead squats bothers me because do you wear lifters for that workout? No, I'm uh, I'm rocking the New Balance uh, Prevails. I love these New Balance Prevails that I got. We can talk shoes. Like I said, we might have a separate podcast where we just talk about shoes. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that, that speaks to your mobility, right? So everyone that just people that don't know, you know, there's, there's lifting shoes that elevate your heel and essentially let you get to a depth of your squat in proper form that, that some people can't reach. That's not what they're designed for. They're actually designed for Olympic lifters, but people like me who don't have great hip mobility, cause I don't actually stretch, <laughs> you know, leverage the hell out of them. And then you're doing chest to bar pull-ups, trying not to roll your ankle when you're getting off the bar. <laughs> Funny you mention that because that's exactly why I didn't wear lifters. So I sprained my right ankle uh, forty-eight thousand times, and <laughs> <laughs> that's like my like everyone has their Achilles heel. It's like me. It's like just rolling my ankle. Like name a name a thing. Like I remember I was walking off the green playing golf with Dave, and I just rolled my ankle. It's like I, I'm just walking down like a slight hill. <laughs> so chest the bar. You know when you're tired, jumping off the bar. Not a great idea with lifters. Nope. In my, in my humble opinion. I agree. But I mean, there's people that did it at our gym. So another thing, here's a cool point I want to make about lifters. And this is something I've discussed with people. And I think that, you know, FMS movement screens and all this stuff like got crazy with like, oh my God, like your ankle mobility is terrible. You don't have enough dorsiflexions. So that's what's causing you to come forward in your squats. So if you, you know, do all these techniques, all these mobility techniques, we'll get the weight back. So I guess my question to you is this, and I don't know if you don't have a great answer for it. I got answers for days, uh, you know, but I have my own kind of, you know, on my own bullshit most of the time. So you got to take that with a grain of salt. But do you think that the primary function of the lifter is to decrease so dorsiflexion mobility? Dorsiflexion is when you get your toes, like if you're driving your toes up to your nose, that's called dorsiflexion, right? So when you put the lifter on, it's naturally going to take you out of a dorsiflex position. You, you with me on this so far? Yep. Yep. Okay. So there's an argument in the fitness community of like, should we lift with the heels elevated, you know, do squats with the heels elevated so we can attain more range of motion at the bottom of the squat? Or if you can't attain that range of motion at the bottom of the squat, should you only work on correctives and, you know, kind of body weight squats in order to attain that? You catch what I mean? Like, should you, should you work on it without, should you master without lifters before you start getting into heavyweights with the lifters? 
Well, I mean, this is an opinion question, right? So Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's no wrong answers because I think that there's some very, very smart people to take this either way. I think if you're squatting with your heels elevated at a gym that I'm going to, I'm going to push you over because you're going to look like you – know, that, that's, that's absolutely ridiculous. Like for one, if you're on, if you're on the balls of your feet you're, you're, and your heels are elevated – to me, you're 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 not. That's not a stable base at all, right? Now, when you say heels elevated, are you talking about lifters and then throwing a weight under the? Are you talking about just wearing lifters? No, I'm saying when when people don't and they'll put they'll, they'll put a plate under there or right, something. Right, 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 right. Got it, got it, got it. And I mean, I've seen some people, Dan. I'm not kidding. When I when I made that joke about pushing you over, I've seen people that are literally there's nothing under there, and they're trying to. I don't know if they're trying to strengthen their their calves. I don't know what it is, but they're doing full squats, manually putting their heels in the air. It's ridiculous looking, and to me, oh, it's yeah, incredibly that's, dangerous. Like, yeah, there's a there's a squat variation. It's ludicrous looking. Somebody somebody out there is listening. It's all of our three listeners. There's going to be one of them out there. It's like, no, it's this squat. There's a squat variation where you do like a squat on your toes, kind of as you go yes. down. It's wacky. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me feel uncomfortable. You, you can sign me up for that. Never. You'll never no. see me doing those. I mean, and then there's like, this gets into a whole nother debate of like, there, there's these kind of, I call them movement nihilists out there that are just like, there's no such thing as a bad exercise and there's no such thing <laughs> as good form. Well, and I'm like, I guess, but you got to pick some hills to die on, you know, right. like you don't want to just do everything. Like, like, I guess by that logic, you could like jump off your roof and land on your head. And like, that's a great exercise, I guess, for your neck. Like persistence, yeah. yeah, persistence. Just see, like, if your head strengthens over time, and, uh-huh. and you stop breaking your, you know, stop having burst fractures at your C four vertebrae. So those are the people that drive me nuts. Like I said, the uh, the Instagram nihilism, Instagram world of physical therapy is just a whole other topic that I probably get you know yeah, trouble for I mean, diving into. But but it goes into that squat that you're talking about, where like you'll see some, you know person out there with a you know pt license that will do that squat with their toes elevated nothing under it's like see it's safe i did it my knees didn't explode it's like yeah well you can smoke a pack of camels you're not gonna get lung cancer but <laughs> probably not the best idea you know oh my god so true well, sorry sorry to to hijack the 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 question no, I, I, that's a good question but I, I need to, anytime i can rage out on the, the physio instagram world it's a great time for me so thank you no but yeah but back to your question like I was steadfast against the lifters until I put them on and I thought that it got my it got me more comfortable in the pocket with lifters and then I was able to I think you know I I was never a massive back squatter but I was definitely over fours in the fours and I was able to hit you know the same 1RM with lifters and without and I really attribute much of my ability to get to depth comfortably to learning the proper form with the lifters and then transitioning off of those. Yeah, that's a great answer. And I, I'm all for, you know, whatever gets people, you know, comfortable. I think that, you know, let's look at the positives and negatives. I think that when you look at people who I admire for squat form and some of the some of the women that I work out with, some of the girls at our gym, you know, generally tend to be a little bit more mobile. Yep. When you, when you watch them do, you know, essentially, you know, they come in, in running shoes or whatever, you know, the, the, the original Metcon shoes, not lifters, right? And they'll just come in and do PVC pipe overhead squats and it looks, you know, great. And I think that's, 
for some reason, you know, and again, the PT nihilists out there will disagree with me. I, I think that's what you should shoot for. You know, can you throw a PVC pipe up overhead and just do a full body weight squat? Yep. Because if you can do that without the force of gravity and the force of that barbell pushing you down, man, you can kind of do anything. You should feel like Superman. Again, that's why with it's those so overhead squats. Rare. Like that, that yeah. I don't think people like do that right now. If you're listening, stand up, yes. put the broom yes. over your head. And yep. all six of my friends and your friends that are listening are going to fall. <laughs> Definitely. Their, wives, their wives might be able to drop it, right? Like Mal could do My wife could do it. And I was like, well, very, wow. very easily. And, you know, Rob might, Rob might have another anterior shoulder dislocation. So definitely, definitely <laughs> wait on that, Rob. <laughs> He dislocated, he dislocated his shoulder doing squat snatches. So I roast him about his anterior shoulder stability. Oh God, that's a, that's a bad injury. Well, yeah, he had a bad injury in baseball. I think he had a labral repair in high school. So, and then he was squat snatching recently. I mean, this was like the past couple of years. And he sends me a, sends me a picture of him in the ER with his arm like poked out and his, his arm in a sleeve. He's like, I did it again. <sighs> it's brutal. And, you know, I think we hope to kind of get in, you know, in, in later episodes, we're going to do this weekly. You know, we're going to dive into like individual injuries and, you know, risky movements and kind of how to warm up for them, how to cool down from them. And like, you know, your expertise on, you know, things like that injury. So I think that'll be helpful. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think it all goes back to like, you know, what we think is safe. And I'm at the point right now where snatches was like my biggest hurdle with, with going to CrossFit and like, cause you hate Rob, him. There's no, yeah, I, I, I don't so much hate him, but like just knowing like Rob's knowledge, cause he's, you know, somebody we've gone back and forth. He did most of my programming for me. And then he sends me a picture of him in the ER. I'm like, dude, if that guy can't handle a squat snatch, you know, with all his expertise and all his knowledge and all his experience, I'm like, what chance do I have? I might as well just not do these. But then, then I started getting used to power snatch. And I think the power snatch is a really great way to start to really, really build some explosive power from the bottom there. And it's a really great exercise. And so I would say if you're a beginner, definitely start with power snatches, do that for a few months, kind of get used to having something overhead and coming out of that, coming out of the bottom. And then, you know, as you feel comfortable, kind of slowly, slowly, slowly work your way into the squat snatches. If you, if you want to go that route. Yeah. I kind of see the progression as even, you can even break it down a little bit further if there's no timeline, which of course there isn't, you know, you, you start with a dumbbell snatch, which is a pretty easy movement for even beginners, but it gets that, gets that, that, that yes, shoulder, great, great call. That shoulder yeah. working like in a way it probably never has. I have a buddy that's starting to work out with me and he comes a couple times a week and I have him just doing, you know, dumbbell snatches and, and he seems to be, you know, learning the form pretty good. So eventually that'll turn into a power snatch. And then, you know, at the same time that you're doing the power snatch concurrently, maybe you're mixing in very light uh, overhead squats. And then, you know, at right, the, right, right. And the final progression months and months and months down the road is, Hey, we're going to do our first squat snatch. And you know, that's, yeah. that's fun. And that's fair. That's fair. And, you know, I'm uh, building that base. And, and I think that, one of the things you touched on here, why do I love, why do we both love the dumbbell snatch so much? I think you're going to agree with me on this is it's a unilateral exercise. Anytime we're doing something with just one side of the body from a motor learning perspective, it kind of, it's just like doing something with a dominant hand and you know, dribbling your basketball with the other hand. It just, mm-hmm. from a motor learning perspective, you get so much benefit out of doing it unilaterally and you don't get that crossover effect where you kind of have that increased right. strength because you're doing it with both hands. So I think if you're a beginner, the dumbbell snatch is just such a great way to kind of build up that overhead stability in a very, very safe manner. Yeah. I love that exercise. So that about covers, I think a lot of the stuff that we wanted to hit on today, but we do have some more important news like this, this end of the podcast, or hey, I don't want to say the end because that makes me sad because I've had a great time here in these 42 minutes, 29 seconds. 
But I do want to talk about something that's very, very important to both of us, and that's gym hitters. Yeah, All right. of course, the bangers. Let's go. The, the bangers. So give me like four, three or four, just – you'll uh, we'll do it this way. You're going to do a gym hitter, and I'll do a gym hitter. And I'm going to go deep on these because I really am passionate about music. I play music my whole life too, and I'm going to really – really go nuts with these because I love listening to music at the gym. So give it to me. What's your number? I mean, my number one right now, and look, I have these split up. It's like, dude, if I'm walking out in the gym and I'm I'm going to do power cleans, I'm throwing on the new Post Malone Malone album. And if I'm, if I'm going for that one RM right off the bat, I'm going with on the road. That song. Okay. Okay. And yeah, 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 yeah. It, It goes, it gets my blood flowing and before you know it, I'm like, all right, you know, win or lose here, I'm gonna be in a good mo- good mood. <laughs> okay, so out of ten out of, out of ten stars, what do you give the uh, that track? Oh well, I mean, it's it's not it's not a classic, you know. It's probably a seven and a half, something like that. All right, but it's fair, fair. It's 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 my go to right now. You know what I mean? Right. What's your what's your go to? Like you're throwing on right now. Wh- what are you vibing with? Number one is uh, Hollywood's Bleeding. Same album, oh, Post Malone. The, the changeover when the beat drops? Oh, oh yes. Yeah, so it's like that nice melodic you know, start, you know, that classic Post Malone. He's doing a sing-songy thing. And then it just comes in, Blood on the Lambo, I'm All In. That's a great song. And it's also an epic buildup, and I love epic buildups. This whole podcast has been an epic buildup, so I can talk about music for a little bit. <laughs> that is <laughs> – yeah, this is just a buildup, so I can not shut up about Post Malone. That's a great song and it's a hitter. So I'll give it a solid, I'll give it a seven and a half out of 10 too, just cause I'm talking 10. I mean, we're talking the history of music right? and you know, I don't know how this song is going to hold up, but I know it gets my blood pumping right now. It gets the blood flowing to my loins. Like all I got said. No, I, I love, I love that song. My next one is, uh, is, is a new, is, is also from a new album, a Jeezy album. And, and it's looks like, look like, and let me tell you, you probably haven't heard this song and I'm betting everyone that I'm talking to right now hasn't heard this song. My parents, unfortunately, have probably heard this song because I blast the music so loud and they live right next door that I'm positive there's no human being on planet earth my dad dislikes more than Jeezy. <laughs> As it's eight in the morning and he's listening to him talk about trap rap. So absolute banger again like you're gonna see there's a wild change from one and two to three and four but you know my lifting songs i'm going real hard with with some heavy rap if i can definitely so so uh zero to ten stars we gotta give it it it's like a six two it's not a very classic song but it it bangs so yeah i mean i think that a lot of this like the trap stuff you know I'm sure everyone tuned in to hear us talk about trap. <laughs> it's great for the gym. Like they just sick beat. So what else do you want? Exactly. I'm going to go for my second one. You know, my, my second love is eighties hair metal. Maybe my first love, but no mercy by the LA guns. It's two minutes, 30 seconds ish. It is fast. It's loud. It's aggressive. And just any workout you're doing, I've, I've had it on running playlists. I've had it on, Playlist for heavy lifting. There's just nothing that gets me gets me more fired up to do anything than No Mercy by the LA Guns. So if you're under the age of you know 45 and you've never heard of the LA Guns or anything like that, definitely check that out. It's a for sure hitter. I'll give that. I'll go as high as an eight out of ten because just from a hair metal metal classic, there's nobody that shreds more than Tracy Guns. Great song and and a hitter for sure. 
All right, I gotta, I gotta check that out. You know, I gotta, I gotta tell him myself. Yeah, I got, I got Jeezy. Yeah, I got Jeezy. I got Jeezy on my. I threw that song so on my gym list, so we'll get, we'll get that going. Good. The, the last one for me is, is it's a classic, and it's like if I'm doing a row or if I'm really early, if I'm hitting like a six a.m. you know workout, way you know I'm up before I want to. Dog Days Are Over, Florence the Machine. It, there's something about the, the the guitar in the beginning. Where okay. it starts strumming and like my heart just starts fluttering. And next thing you know, I'm just like the positive mental attitude is through the roof. And I'm like, all right, let's get it. You're happy to be alive type shit. So, you know, this song to me is like an eight. It's like an eight, eight. Like I, it's one of my favorite okay. songs. Florence just, they just, they're great for me to just throw on when it's just mellow and it's a, it's a, it's a long cardio session and I'll just throw them on. And it, it almost does what a podcast does for me. It kind of just distracts me. Uh, great. I put that on my list. I've never, never listened to that. I've never heard of them, but uh, it's on the list. So you're saying it's a better, like car- long, steady state cardio. We talked about the importance of our Yeah. You're not doing cardio. that song before you're going to lift anything. Got it. Got it. Yeah. All right. The next one you're going to agree with me. I think I turned you on to this song, but Underground Kings by Drake. <sighs> Unbeatable. It's me. The bet, maybe, maybe you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go right to the stars. I'm giving that a straight up nine and a half. It deserved it's every a, bit of it. Yeah, it's a damn near perfect song, and it is good for everything. It's good for cardio. It's good for weightlifting. It's good to just put you in a. It's a great mindset song too. It's kind of about what do you think that song's about? Like, I think it's just about living life and just enjoying yourself. So there's nothing that really gets me happier than the song in just about every respect. And Drake, I remember like because I'm I'm 35. How old are you, Nick? Like 32. 32. 32 i'm 35 so we kind of i kind of missed drake like i didn't and, and then somebody put in this perspective like yo you're missing out on like one of the best it's like you know it's like think about not watching lebron play basketball think about like you know not watching peyton manning play football it's like you're you're just not listening to somebody who's the best so i went through all of Drake's songs and all the drake songs this one just time and time again just always finds way onto my playlist it never lets me down it's like it's like a good friend or a good dog it just it's just always there for me i love it Bridge over troubled water, ice in my muddy water. Oh my god, it's so good! It's so good. Yeah, I mean, dude, that that song, that song's legendary. And to be honest with you, I knew a lot about Drake, not as much as you. You made a masterful playlist that maybe we'll link to, uh, you know, to our. Yeah, yeah, that's we could do. You know, what we should do, Dan. You can get on this. Thanks. We should do our Spotify playlist of all the gym hitters. So, like, yeah, by yeah. the end of the year, if we do three songs a piece, Rob. You'll meet him later. He he just listens to I think uh, chanting monks when he he works out. I th- he's a pure psychopath, and I don't think he likes music. Uh, he likes like you know Peter Tia's podcast or something that he's listening to for like seven and a half hours while he uh, you know squat snatches. Um, so <laughs> so I don't know what he's got going on, but we'll do a, a strategy of fitness playlist on Spotify. You guys can link up to it. And it'll have all the hitters. You won't even have to make a gym playlist anymore. We got that taken care of. I love it. And before we jump, you know, you know, we have a sick logo now. Make sure you peep the IG page. I'll probably launch it tomorrow. Tomorrow's Saturday. Please do. Tomorrow's Saturday. Please, please. Can we, can we launch? I'm sorry. Can we launch the Instagram page before we have an actual podcast out? Because I really care more about that and like merchandise than I do about like talking to you and like recording. Yeah, we probably should. I mean, for sure. And I mean, I'm just fired up yeah, i mean look if you made it this far in this podcast first of all god bless you second of all <laughs> you know it's just gonna get better so i know at least my family's gonna listen i'm sure yours is too and you know we have a couple straggler friends that are gonna stick around too so yeah, yeah. 
Well, at least have, even if we have four listeners, you know, they're gonna, it's going to be the best four people in the world. So everyone else can, you know, just uh, yeah, I think take my, my, you know, they can kick my six-year-old's punishment is going to be go listen to daddy's podcast on repeat until you can memorize it. So we'll definitely get some, some, some listens out of this. So let's do it. Yeah, definitely. Good punishment for the kids. I also want to do a bet, and I think this is going to be a great bet. Which one of our wives voluntarily listens to this podcast first? <laughs> And I can guarantee you it's not going to be Leah. <laughs> voluntarily? Well, voluntarily. I mean, not like on the car, like, let's check out the podcast for editing. I'm talking like, hmm, I want to learn something from one of my husbands. Nope. That ain't happening, bud. But when I go, when she, she always, <laughs> Mara, she always falls asleep before me. So I'll just, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll subscribe to it as soon as we're, as soon as we're up on Spotify and Apple Music uh, or yeah. Apple Podcasts and, and we'll, we'll go from there. Sweet, man. So I guess we'll get into shoes in another podcast. I mean, we, like, honestly, like I said, we might just do a shoe episode. Yeah. And that's the beauty of the strategy of fitness, right? Like we're going to get into supplements. We're going to get into gear. We're going to yeah. get into whatever people want to talk about. And we're going to throw in some really good PT stuff and, and workout stuff as well. So. All right. Well, Nick, it's been yeah, great. Bro. I'm going to hit the uh, stop record button. Stay, stay in the gym, stay after it. And we'll see you next, next yes, week. Yes, sir. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Later.